Curious. Now, Alejandro Iñárritu, Iñárritu, oh, you can speak a little bit Spanish, I'm just trying to work it. Iñárritu, I think is the way you'd say it. The Mexican director came to huge prominence with his first film, Amoros Peros, uh, which I still think is his best movie, probably even including Birdman. I think he he brought in this style of the multi-connected storylines, which sort of came to its apex with um, Cloud Atlas, which is my film of the year a couple of years ago, and I still think an unrewarded classic, where there will be lots of different sequences and... Actually, unlike Cloud Atlas, they'll focus on one bit for a long period of time before moving on to another. And that film was uh, in the Spanish language and very, very hard-hitting and a brilliant film. Uh, He followed that up with 21 Grams, which I thought was excellent the first time I saw it and fell apart the second. And that shows some weaknesses. He can do a lot of contrivance. Uh, I thought 21 Grams really pushed the envelope as far as my patience went. And the contrivances were far too strong for me to ignore the second time around. Um, And Babel, which I thought was a little bit underrated, if anything. I thought that was really strong. And uh, particular sequences like the... uh, I'm not sure if it's in Afghanistan or Iraq, but the the two kids on the farm. And also the Japanese schoolgirl sequence with the deaf uh, Japanese schoolgirl, who may have ended up starring in Cloud Atlas, weirdly. I thought those sequences were just brilliant and very, very emotively powerful. Um, since then he's done beautiful with Javier Bardem which is apparently not very good but this latest film Birdman is in a very different style to his multi-faceted even though this moves from character to character very fluidly it doesn't have uh, entirely different storylines happening on the other side of the world it stars Michael Keaton uh, as an ex-superhero from Hollywood who is trying to get credible respectability by putting on his own version of a popular play. And it follows in what purports to be one continuous take, the lead-up to this, not quite in real time, but in over the course of a day or two, as his one of his lead actors accidentally has a lighting fit, for, fitting fall on his head, knocking him completely out, and then Michael Keaton admitting to everyone that the actor was terrible anyway, and they get this real maverick firebrand in to shore up the play, who is Edward Norton. And uh, the whole movie basically revolves around Michael Keaton's relationship with himself, with his ex-wife, with his daughter, played by Emma Stone, and with this uh, very volatile new actor that's come on. And mainly it's about Michael Keaton... uh, introspectively dealing with all of his fears but for me the the real artistic success of this movie is how self-referential it is you've got someone who really was a hollywood superstar batman who then had a great deal of trouble escaping that and being taken seriously who's now being nominated for best actor and i actually think he should win um in a serious artistic film and you've got the filmmaker trying to make a serious piece of art out of a hollywood film as well so everything kind of folds back on itself the perhaps apart from the outstanding acting edward norton is brilliant and i'm a big edward norton fan so it's great to see him in a role that has so much meat on it but his role's fireworks it's easy to be really impressive when you've got such a combustible role emma stone is brilliant but her character is the least written of all of them. She's just the mopey teenage daughter, but she does a great job. But Michael Keaton is out of this world. 
he's even after the rave reviews I've seen about this film, I actually found it better. Uh, his performance I thought was a very very interesting introspective and very intense portrayal without relying on fireworks it was a real lure you in performance and he throw the director throws in a lot of fantastical elements conversations with his previous superhero self um, the odd sort of uh, special effects that are obviously in his dream state um, I think this is next to Amoros Amor Amoros Peros. Uh, this is his best joint best film, probably. Um, the camera work in it is just breathtaking and obviously going to win some Oscars uh, for editing or for cinematography because the camera floats around this theatre in New York um, from person to person and it's beautifully done. It really is. It's quite, it's quite something. It's noticeable how well it's edited and, and shot. And at the heart, it's just great acting and a particularly soulful, resonant performance from Michael Keaton, who doesn't even try and be that likeable in it. But when they're doing the acting on stage and the way that that relates to them in their real lives and also what the viewer is watching is just beautiful for me. It was so cyclical. It went round and round. Um, as I said, Boyhood just beat it for Best Picture and Best Director at the BAFTAs, the British Film Awards. And... No way is it even in the same league as an actual film, as an idea maybe, but um, I thought Birdman was wonderful. That and, and Whiplash were far better movie experiences, even though Whiplash was a far more dynamic, kinetic, crowd-pleasing film. And Birdman's a much more challenging, arty film. Uh, I gave, I'm going to give this 9 out of 10, as I thought it was excellent. Only fell down a couple of times, but it reaches so high. And when you've got a director like Inuritu who reaches that far, I am prepared to forgive the odd little slip up here and there. Brilliant film, well worth seeing. Birdman, nine out of ten. This is the uh, Brazilian artist Astrid Gilberto, or Hilberto, um, who's most well known as a singer of uh, "Girl from Ipanema," the famous Stangets version. And this is "Mana de Carnival." I'm not sure. I think from the 1970s. From well, it's used on the soundtrack Round Midnight. Manhã tão bonita manhã na vida uma nova canção cantando só. Teus olhos, teu riso, tuas mãos 